Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from lead pastor Jamie Miller. If you want to open your Bibles, you can to uh, Luke chapter 24. That's where we're going to be at this morning. Luke 24, and to say it again, He is risen. Amen. You know, we are joining with brothers and sisters around the world who have been welcoming the sunrise and the Far East, China, all around the world. Just people getting up, brothers and sisters getting up and praising the Lord, remembering the resurrection today. It's powerful. And I just want to say, whether you've been coming for years or you are new to Antioch, you're not here this morning by accident. God has a purpose for you. He has a design for you. And He so wants you to know His love. In fact, I was praying over here with a couple of brothers the other day in the prayer room. And and, uh, just as they were laying hands on me, I, I really had a picture of God's heart of love for us, for His people. And that it's like he's he's looking for us. He's looking for you. He wants you to know him. And just as I'm sharing a few words here this morning, I just be listening for that. You know, one of the most famous parables that Jesus ever told was about the father's love, that he loves us. And then when we turn to him, he's running to us. And sometimes we feel like we're actually running to God. We're trying. We're trying. And then sometimes we're so stuck in the mud that all we can do is just kind of, you know, just kind of look up and he's running to us. I just want to say he's running to meet you today. He loves you. He wants to meet you. We are in the middle, actually wrapping up Holy Week. And this is Easter. And this past week, Monday, Thursday means mandate. It's when Jesus met with the disciples and he gave them a mandate to love one another. This is how people are going to know that you're my disciples because you have love one for another. Not because you're the most right or understand the most things or you do it the best. It's because of love. Have love one for another. Then on Good Friday, we were out here in the parking lot just remembering that Jesus Christ died on the cross for the sins of the world. And then this morning, praise the Lord, we join with our brothers and sisters around the world saying He's risen. He's risen indeed. Now, do you need some things made new in your life right now? Maybe some new attitudes, some new ways of thinking, new perspectives. It's been a hard year, right? You know, I, we need some new. I'll just say it that way. I, in all these years of preaching, I've been preaching a long time, y'all. In all these years of preaching, I have never stood up on an Easter Sunday morning after a year like we just had. And we need good news. The good news that comes through Jesus Christ. We need this news this year. The resurrection of Jesus Christ changes everything. It changes everything. If you want a central point of focus to build your faith, look to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It vindicates, validates, makes right all those things that He said, promised, and declared in His teaching. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's nothing less than a whole new creation breaking into the world. That's what the resurrection is about. So 
On this Easter, here's my main thing. I always try to get it down to a soundbite. And it's this. Easter means that everything is made new in Christ. Everything is made new. What the Bible calls new creation. A new start. A new story. A new journey. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. So let's look at the first one here. A new start. Turning to Luke chapter 24. Verse 1, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took spices that they had prepared and they went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, and when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. And in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The son of man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. And when they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and all the others. And it was Mary Magdalene. Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. Now, because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Peter, the apostle, gets this incredible new start in life. I tried to imagine the other day, I was trying to imagine what would Peter's life have been like without the resurrection? You know, he denied the Lord. The shame, the guilt, the stuff he felt, the brokenness in his heart, the betrayal that he had brought about with the Lord. He denied the Lord three times. And I, it just hit me that Peter is like the symbol of any of us that have ever felt like we've denied the Lord. Have you ever felt like you've walked away or just felt the guilt or the shame of sin in our lives? The good news that Peter is showing us right here is that there's a new start that comes through Jesus. Jesus comes to Peter and he appears to him and he forgives him and he reinstates him. He calls him again into fellowship with him and into purpose with him. And, you know, the wild thing is Peter in his brokenness, he's not he's. John says it like this. He says, uh, has, has Jesus talking to Peter, and he says, I want you to feed my sheep. Do you love me? And, and Peter is not cocky about it, like maybe he would have been once. Now he's humbled, and he's broken, and he's tender in his heart. And Peter can know. And we can know the grace that's there because of Jesus Christ. Today, today, right now, is a day of mercy. And it's a day of grace for us. And man, we need that kind of a start. We need to hear again, Lord, it's a new day. I need to hear that. I need to hear about the unfailing love of the Lord this morning. We need to hear about the, the mercy of God that's fresh and new this morning. So it's a new start. The second piece there is it's a new story. 
as well. So we got to kind of reimagine the story because we've got a lot of competing stories out there. So let's, let's think about this story. Now on that same day, this is verse 13 of Luke 24, if you want to follow along. That same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus Himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing Him. He asked them, what are you discussing as you walk along together? And they stood still, their faces down, downcast. And one of them named Cleopas asked Him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened during these days? What things? Jesus asked. And can I just pause here for just a second to say, you know, when you sense the Lord asking you a question, a lot of times it's not because He's looking for information from you. He wants you, us, to recognize what's going on in our lives, where we're actually at. So about Jesus of Nazareth, they replied, He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Okay. That's a new story. He's, he's, he's helping them to see that the story that they thought they were in is not actually the story they're in. It's a new story. It's a different story. And if we've ever been in a climactic moment in history, I don't know how much the last year gets in history books. Let's say it's, let's say it's like pages. Maybe it's a chapter. Maybe it's books. Maybe it's just some paragraphs. But I know that it's going to be in the history books, right? We know that we are in that kind of a story right now, right here, and so were the disciples. The disciples were living through critical moments right then in their lives that we are still talking about 2,000 years later. Critical times, critical moments. And Jesus is coming to defeat the enemies, but in a different way than what they thought. So they thought defeat the enemies are the Romans, kick the Romans out, and then we're back from exile and we get to take over and run things. Even, even days later, Michael was talking to me this, uh, just a couple days ago. We were talking about Acts 1 and the disciples are still like, are you going to do it now? Are you, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel now? And they still, it, it's just taken a while to understand the story that they were actually a part of. And so Jesus tells the story in light of himself. Now, Jesus is the key to understanding all of this. He's the key to understanding God's story. He's the key to understanding the Bible. Jesus is the key. And so even today, for us, there is an invitation to God's story. 
for us to fix our eyes on Jesus and to understand our lives, our stories, all of life, all of history through the lens of Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? Because there are so many competing stories for us and for our allegiance. So many competing stories. And I could just name a few. The American dream. We'll just, that's, that's a pretty dominant kind of story. The, it's, it's the American story. And you can put all different kinds of things that your little particular things that you would like to see in there. But we've got that kind of story. And God wants us, instead of just living the story that everybody else is living, insulting a little bit of Jesus on it along the way, He wants us to actually reorder life to His story and plug all of our living under the Lordship and the reign of King Jesus, who is the Lord. That's what He's wanting to happen. That's the story that we're a part of where Jesus Christ is raised from the dead and declared with power to be the Son of God by the Holy Spirit of God. Trying to preach. Out here in the parking lot. (laughs) Amen. Okay, so a new start, a new story, and a new journey. Let's read that last little part there from the disciples. So it's verse 28, a new journey. Because they're going one way, and now they're going to be going another way. And that's really important for all of us here. Because we've got a new start, a new story, and a new journey. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if He were going farther. But they urged Him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And when he was at the table, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. And then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And he disappeared from their sight. And they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Which just, by the way, he's opening the Scriptures out of the fullness of what's on the inside of him. He's not not walking along with a big Torah scroll. Hey, can you hold this part while I'm talking to him? You know, they're walking down the road, you know. He's got it in him. He's preaching from what is on the inside. So they got up at once, and they returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It's true! The Lord has risen and appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened to them on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when He broke the bread. And while they were still talking about this, Jesus Himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. Whoa, come on. It's good news, man. I love it. It's a new journey. And here's the things that stood out to me as I'm reading through that. Hearts, eyes, table, message. Hearts, burning hearts. Weren't our hearts burning? Like Something happens when we get with Jesus. Something happens to our hearts. Our hearts don't stay the same. And then something happens when our eyes are opened. It's it's revelation. It's, It's God coming and revealing Himself to us. And you know, He's doing it this morning. We've been praying. I've been praying. Oh God, reveal Yourself to my friends, to my brothers and sisters. Let there be a revelation of Jesus Christ in this place today. Right? 
So their eyes were open. They recognized him. I mean, you could just, you could just preach that one phrase. I'm doing the whole chapter basically because I don't know. But what about this? Their eyes were opened and they recognized him. I mean, who needs that word? Our eyes opened and recognizing him. And then the table. It's at the table where they see him. And Jesus, this, he does this thing where he takes bread and gives thanks. It's like he does that with us. It's like I, I sense it in my own life where he, he takes me and gives thanks, but then allows some, there to be some tenderness and brokenness in my life so that I'll, out of those cracks, instead of you getting the shiny porcelain Jamie, you know, that never makes a mistake or any of that kind of stuff, instead, through those broken cracks, the life of Jesus shines out. And that's what we want. And, and at the table, I, I'm just I'm struck by I'm just thinking about the table a lot right now. And the table, Paul later says, the table, one table, being a one table people is actually part of the gospel. Like you believe a different gospel if you believe there's two tables for Christians. It doesn't matter what our background is, where we're coming from, ethnicity, nationalities, socioeconomic levels, all these different things. There's one table in Jesus Christ. And it's at the table together that we see the Lord. We see the Lord together at the table. And that has to be, oh, there's just so much there. It's so rich. And that last piece is the message. They get up and they, they go. They've got a message now. And everybody that's seen the Lord has a message. We all do. You know, even if you can't do anything else, you can say, all I know is. All I know is witnessing. I remember Jeff Allred years ago, he just teach us to, to do all I know is witnessing. I may not know all the theological answers and all the questions that are out there and the myriad of you know, questions and philosophies, but all I know is I was lost. And now I'm found. I was blind. And now I see. I was a broken, messed up, addicted mess. And then I met Jesus. And He changed my life. It's the best life. It is the best life. Knowing Him. It's just, Jesus is raised from the dead. And that is truth. And that is reality. This is how God is making things right through a renewed people together that actually express the will of heaven in and through us. It's like heaven's breaking in through us. It's a beautiful, wonderful plan. I was on the phone a couple weeks ago with a guy named Drew Land, who is, uh, hey Drew, if you're watching, I think he's actually going to be here next week. We're having lunch. Maybe you guys can meet him. But uh, he was... Years ago, we planted uh, one of our first churches was in Denton, Christ Fellowship Denton. In case you didn't know, our name used to be Christ Fellowship for 25 years. I still like that name. It's Christ Fellowship. Isn't that good? And, uh, and I love Antioch, too. We're always in Antioch Church, Acts 11, the whole time. And uh, so, so uh, I was talking with Drew, and he was the worship leader years ago at, at the Denton Church, and then became a missionary, went to England for a while, then started planting churches in South Africa and was on the staff. He was telling me about his experience at this kind of a church that was transitioning from being primarily white to, uh, to multi-ethnic, multicultural church. And he said three things stood out in our journey. New hearts, the one table. 
you believe this? The one table and not using each other. Not using each other, but loving each other. You know, new hearts, and this will preach. Eyes seeing Jesus, new hearts, one table, not using each other, but loving each other, serving each other. Um, amen. Okay. You know, I love that we got to see baptisms today because I was reading the other day something from Eugene Peterson, and uh, he said, when we come out of the baptism water, you know, the water's running down our face, and we look around at all these different people. I mean, look around right now, just a bunch of different people, all different kinds of backgrounds and people all together here, and we come out of the baptism waters, and we're like, this is my family. This is my family. And it's my family all around the world. Sometimes it's harder to understand it here than it is when we think about we've got brothers and sisters all around the world. You know, Nigerian, Kenyan, Malaysian, Chinese. Shout out a country. <laughs> I mean, they're all over the place, right? Germans. <laughs> Don't do that. Dog in a whole people group, right? Stereotypes. But just think, Brazilians. Brazilians, right? our brothers and sisters, anybody wants to do an awesome praise record or some kind of live show, they all do it down in Brazil, right? Those guys know how to worship. Those are our brothers and sisters. And with all that diversity, we're brothers and sisters right here too. Right here in Fort Worth, Texas. It's why we came. It's why we moved here. It's so that we could be this one people, this multi-ethnic, epicenter, life-giving, multiplying, reproducing, Christ-manifesting, Father's love, receiving Holy Spirit-empowered church. It's who we are. It's what we want to live into because we got a new start in Jesus, because we're living in a new story, and because we're on this new journey. So what does this mean practically for us right now today? It means that God loves you and He wants to give you a new start. I'm just saying that for anybody here that wants a new start. You can have a new start in Jesus Christ. And you say, well, I've, I've done a new start before. You can do a new, new start again. That's the great thing about the Gospel. That's the great thing about the good news is that we get these new starts over and over. New mercy every single day. Let this morning, Father, bring me word of Your unfailing love. That's a prayer of David. Let this day, let this morning bring it. God loves us. Like the father in the story of the parable of the prodigal son running to meet us. That's what God does. And even though things have been broken, and even though the world's under the power of sin and the devil and death itself, Praise be to God. He is writing a new story where Jesus is raised from the dead. He is the first fruits of all of us who are in Christ who will be raised from the dead. And this is good news. It's really good news. And then there is the new journey with Jesus for each of us. Each one of us on a journey with Jesus. Each one of us in our families and connected to one another in all these different ways with life groups and being here on this great Sunday morning together. It's a new journey. And we need this. We need 
the story that flows out of baptism. We need this declaration that I'm going to live a committed life under the Lordship of Jesus Christ together with committed followers of Jesus Christ together in community. All the days of my life. That's what we want to do. You know, I've got a mentor from a distance. He's over in England. His name is N.T. Wright. Some of you guys know who that is. But uh, his definition of the Gospel, I'm just going to read it here. Jesus is the crucified, resurrected, and ascended Messiah who is the true Lord of the world and will reign forever and ever. Put your faith in Jesus who is the Lord. Yes, He brings forgiveness. He brings mercy. He brings life. But He changes life and He wants to make things right on planet Earth in and through changed people with changed hearts, opened eyes at the table with a message together, a new journey of us walking this out together. I was, I was joking too because Todd and I were talking, we just listened to a message from Dr. Wright the other day. And, and he said, you know, if we spend 40 days in Lent kind of letting go of stuff and pulling back, shouldn't we spend 40 days after Easter and feasting and celebration? A couple of you guys into that. We're Easter people. That's who we are. We're resurrection people. That's who we are. So believe in Him. Be baptized in Him. Be lifelong disciples under His Lordship together with a committed group of people that are trying to follow Him together. This is the life. And together, this resurrection life is changing the world that we live in. So many things that have been changed because of this. And it is the future that Jesus is bringing. It's ultimately a new creation. It's making things right. So if you would, stand up where you're at. I'll get some of the worship guys to come back up. just want to take a minute here. I want to take a minute to respond to the Lord. And... Even this morning, I just, again, I felt like the Lord was just saying, tell them this invitation is for you. This invitation is for you. This invitation all around this parking lot, it's for you. Everyone watching online, this invitation is for you, for your family, and for us together as a people. Now I'm going to just give some different opportunities to respond. Father, would you meet us here in this moment? We're not in a rush. Father, would you meet us? Lord Jesus, open eyes. Open eyes to see you by the power of your Spirit. Lord, I'm thinking of all the different... I'm thinking of all the different reasons why somebody would be here today, in this moment and in this time. just not an accident, Lord. We're so thankful that we're here together. And Lord, I want to pray first of all for anyone who wants to make a commitment to follow Jesus Christ. You want Him to be the Lord of your life. You're hearing me proclaim this. You know you've seen it. You've seen changed lives. You've seen people experience grace, but you haven't entered into that. Just if that's you today, you want to start a journey with Jesus 
please raise your hand. And I just, this, we're going to just say, by faith, we want our, just a new direction. We want to join this journey of following Jesus. Amen. Anyone else? Amen. Amen. Yes, amen. Just, this is for you. Amen. So, Father, I just pray right now for those who are saying yes to you, saying yes to following you, yes to walking with you. Just, again, this is all of us right now. We're just, just begin to pray. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I, I'm turning to you this morning. I want to follow you with all my heart. I thank you that you died on the cross for my sins. I thank you that you were raised on the third day. I thank you that you're bringing me into this wonderful life of forgiveness and freedom. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. I just, I celebrate right now with everybody that's praying that prayer in a, in a real fresh way. I want to also, is there anyone, just ask if there's anyone who wants to be baptized into Christ. We've got, water is here right now. We can do it anytime, but don't put this off. If this is, if this is you, we can figure out the clothes thing and towels. We, we'll, we'll get it worked out. But if you want to be baptized, just raise your hand and we'll, we'll follow up on that. Okay. And I want to just leave this as an open invitation, okay, to be unbaptized. Just, uh, Different things happen at different times where we can just like, I'm ready. I want to do that. And it really is a, a doorway into the fullness of life in Jesus. Sometimes we struggle with sins. It's because we haven't really died to the, our, the old flesh. And God wants us dying and then being raised in Him to walk in newness of life. The third thing, I want to just ask if there's anyone who wants to recommit your life to Jesus after the year we've been through or maybe it's after the decade you've been through I don't know what your situation is but I want to just give you an opportunity right here if that's you just raise your hand I want to rededicate my life to Jesus on this Easter Sunday amen just Lord I'm, I'm for you I want to follow you amen amen all around thank you Lord amen yeah Father I pray right now for those of us who are saying yeah I just want to I want to rededicate. I want to open my life up and be clear about following you. Jesus, you are the Lord. Right here and right now, I turn from the things that have been hurting me and I want to follow you. I want to walk together with other brothers and sisters who love you and are being discipled to you as well. And the last thing, and this is maybe in a fresh way for lot more of us. And that is, I just want to challenge you and encourage you to recommit your life to following Jesus Christ with other people. You know, in this time that we've been in, I mean, Easter 2021, what a great time to recommit our lives to walking out discipleship to Jesus with other people in the body of Christ. Life groups, discipleship, gatherings like this, we were never made to do it by ourselves. Just, we, we, we struggle under the lies of the enemy when we're in isolation. 
We weren't made for isolation and we weren't made for quarantine. And so I know it's a process and we're, we're, we're coming back together. We've got some great pictures, astronauts coming from outer space. Man, I feel like I've been in outer space sometimes. But God wants us, desires us to be friends together, living in community. And we're, we'll figure it out. We're keep taking steps forward and by grace. But I just want to pray right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, help us to walk committed to you, committed to one another, committed to just learning this, this journey of life together in community. Lord, help us. We love you. We praise you. We honor you, Lord. Can we just sing a chorus together of something? Yeah, here we go. And oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. Oh, praise His name forevermore. May the Lord bless you. May his face shine on you. May you walk in resurrection life, in faith, in love, in hope, in all things. In the name of Jesus, go be the kingdom. Amen. Amen.